The Chosen One comes to the White House to save Sleepy Creepy Joe, but it looks like it might have just made things worse. Nature seems to hate environmentalists, and the most harrowing story, probably of the year, is just being ignored by the media. So we'll bring it up. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. All right, well, it's we're getting weather. California is finally getting hot. It is right now, I think it's 82, 83 degrees out here. It is hot. Now, that wouldn't usually be a problem. That'd be, tip, that'd be pretty typical. My problem is I hate the heat like this because I don't have air conditioner. I Yes, it is really hot where I am sitting right now. I am sweating like a pig. And that is going to be really hard on me because later I got to go to the gym with Josie and lift weights, and I'm going to be just wasted before I even get to the gym. But it is what it is. And uh, uh, and we're looking at 90s, mid-90s. So it looks like summer is here. Uh, it might be a little early. That's too bad, because we haven't had any rain this year. Uh, they're talking they're talking drought-like rain totals and we're, we have no snow pack in California. You know what that means? Got to raise the water prices because that's what they do. If we have too much rain in California, they raise the water prices because, I don't know, they have to figure out how to store the water. And if it doesn't rain enough, they raise the water prices. But I don't think it matters. I don't think it really makes any difference because they just, all energy is going to be really high this year. So I'm expecting kind of an ugly. I'm expecting kind of an ugly uh, water bill at the end of the month. All right, so let's get to the news. Joe Biden is really struggling in the polls. If you haven't noticed, he has one poll that has him down to 36. Uh, he has another poll that has him down to 32 percent. Most polls have him around 38, 40 percent. Um, he's in trouble. The Democrats are in trouble. November is coming. They know it. Even AOC. In her, with her infinite mental acuity, is beginning to realize they're going to get their asses kicked in November. The last time the numbers were this bad, that Democrats were so far underwater, they were so far behind, uh, they lost 60 seats in the Senate and the House. And this is looking quite a bit like the same thing. Now, to give you an example, overall, overall, Democrats are 12 points underwater. Independents and Republicans and some Democrats think that we'd be better under Republican leadership. I don't know about that. I don't necessarily agree. Understand something. I don't really tout myself as a Republican. I tout myself as a conservative because I think Republicans are dumbasses too. So I don't know. We'll have to see. But anyway, Joe had to do something about this. So his handlers did something his handlers did something. They brought back the chosen one, Barack Obama. And boy, was the press excited. They were clapping and they were cheering and everyone was so happy that the chosen one came in. And then the first thing he said, Obama said, when he walked up to make a speech, he made a joke. Here's the joke. Have a seat. Have a seat. 
Thank you. Vice President Biden. Vice President. That was a joke. That was all set up. My president, Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Barack Obama or uh, Joe Biden made that same joke during his speech. And by the way, that's kind of the problem here. Barack Obama was put on a pedestal. Barack Obama's not the president. He hasn't been the president in six years. Kamala Harris made her speech first, then, then Joe Biden, and then Barack Obama. It seems like they were basically making Barack Obama president again. And that was a really, really, really bad look. And the thing is, the joke that, that Obama made and the joke that Biden made about him still being vice president is not funny. And the reason it's not funny is because people want Joe Biden to be vice president again. Hell, even I would take Barack Obama over Joe Biden. I hated Barack Obama. But Barack Obama would have never gotten us in this position. They brought Barack in to sign another executive order about the Affordable Care Act. This is another problem that Joe Biden has. They have no ideas. They don't know how to get themselves out of this mess that they're in. So they, again... The only way they can come up is, okay, we'll bring up a legislation expanding the Affordable Care Act, which, by the way, never really worked, okay? The Affordable Care Act was a disaster. The Supreme Court knocked part of it out. It was a disaster. And now they're trying to revive this because there is nothing else they can do. They don't know what else to do. They don't know what to run in, run on. Biden's got huge inflation. He's got foreign policy disasters, including a war with a nuclear power in Europe. He's got uh, gas prices out of control, an oil shortage. He's got a border crisis. He doesn't know what to run on. He doesn't know what Democrats can run on in November. And he's trying to dig something up to raise his popularity and raise the popularity of the Democrats. It's not going to work. It's going to have the, as a matter of fact, yesterday, I will contend it has the opposite effect. The first thing, this looked like desperation. This looked like, hey, we have to do something. By the way, you need to, you, you have to do something. He should give me a call. I've got lots of things he could do to fix the problems he's got right now. But this is, we have to do something. So let's bring back the sweet memories of the popular, uh, of the popular Barack Obama. Well, there are a couple problems. Yes, leftists and Democrats, progressive Democrats, they love Barack Obama. But that was about it. Moderate Democrats, independents, Republicans, they didn't like Barack Obama. He was just better than any of the alternatives. Obama was not a great president. And how do we know that? Because Donald Trump, the polar opposite of Barack Obama, beat Obama's Secretary of State in 2016. Basically, they wiped 
Barack Obama's presidency off the map in 2016. He wasn't a popular president. He won a couple of terms. But it, it was him who was embraced. It was his personality. It was he's, He was good looking. He could speak well. A lot of folks didn't like his, per, his policies. Barack Obama also focused completely on himself in this, in this speech. He didn't sit back and talk about Joe, talk about the great things that are happening. I'm sure he couldn't think of any great things that are happening. Hell, he doesn't even like Joe Biden. Only, he said I and me a total of 33 times in, that, in his speech. And the big problem with that is him touting himself instead of trying to say that this administration is great is that Barack Obama is going to leave. He's going to leave. And then we're still stuck with Sleepy Creepy Joe and Kamala. That's what we're left with. And then what this also did is you had Joe Biden speaking and then followed up by the very well-spoken Barack Obama. You see the contrast between the two. This wasn't a good idea. I mean, you could put Joe Biden first, make him do the announcement, put Kamala in the middle because she'll screw it up and people will care. But you put Biden and uh, Barack Obama back to back to speak. And he was slurring his words again. He was forgetting what he was saying. He's just, it was a very bad contrast. Finally, Barack Obama was never as popular or as, how shall I say it? He was not as helpful to candidates as, pe as the media thinks he was. Now, don't forget, in his, he lost every, in every, in every election, midterms, presidential, everybody lost except Barack Obama. He lost the Senate and he lost the House. And he lost seats after when Republicans were already ahead. He lost governorships. He lost state senates. He, he, they lost, Democrats lost everywhere. The only Democrat who won was Barack Obama. He backed Stacey Abrams for governor of, uh, for governor of Georgia. She lost. He backed Terry McAuliffe for governor of Virginia. He lost. Barack Obama just doesn't have that kind of pull that everyone thinks. The media loves him, but that doesn't mean anything. But the worst look came after the speeches were done. When Biden was walking around alone, the, Kamala and, Joe, and Barack Obama and a bunch of people were all talking and Joe Biden was sitting outside the circle. And then when he, when he tapped and he looked lost, he looked really lost. This is the president of the United States. And he looked completely lost. And I, I'd play it for you, but unfortunately it's video only. And then when he tried to get Barack Obama's attention, Barack Obama ignored him. Didn't turn around because the President of the United States is touching another, a guy who's now a normal citizen. Absolutely incredible. It was, a just, it was just an absolutely terrible, terrible idea 
to have Barack Obama come to the White House. Yeah, other fun news. Um, with all the protection of the environment thing that the Democrats do, you'd think nature would like Democrats better. But apparently that's not the case. Uh, Red Fox was running around the congressional building and attacked a Democratic representative, Ami Berra of California. Now, nothing happened to Berra. Okay, he survived. He sat back and said, uh, I didn't see it. And all of a sudden, I felt something lunge at my back, at the back of my leg. I, I jumped up, got an, and got my umbrella. Well, eventually, the fox was caught. Uh, it was caught last night. Uh, this was big news. So they, they took the fox away, and the fox is fine. Probably released it someplace, whatever. Okay, here is the biggest, most disgusting, horrific story of the year. And I think this story is probably as bad as the Kermit Gosnell story, which you don't know who Kermit Gosnell is. He is a basically an abortionist slash serial killer. The guy is just absolutely insane. If you don't know anything about Kermit, and I, I mean that, I don't mean he's a serial killer because he's an abortionist. I mean, he's... A, he's a seri he's a, a straight serial killer. The guy used to do illegal abor abortions and actually keep trophies of the babies. If you ever wanna, there's a um, there's a great movie called Gosnell. It never really made it big because, of course, it's a conservative anti-abortion has a conservative anti-abortion message. But it is a fantastic and a very disturbing movie. You should take a look at it. So a whistleblower in Washington, D.C. turned over the bodies of five aborted or of aborted four aborted fetuses to the police. Now, what is terrifying about the story is it looks like these kids were at an age way beyond the legal limits and they were viable. They could have lived outside of the womb. It also looks like one of the babies went through a partial birth abortion. We'll get to that. I'll let the ladies explain this. Uh, I say they look like because I've seen the pictures of these babies. I wish everyone could see the pictures of these babies. And I would pro I am going to be doing a rumble cast rumble video cast later and I'm going to post this. Then obviously this isn't going on YouTube because it's way too graphic. And if you don't want to watch the video, you can go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and I do have them posted on dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Um, and I think everyone should see this. I think everyone should know what's happening here with these abortions and see what an abortion looks like. Because these children who were, I mean, they were rotting already. These children look like babies. They don't look like clumps of cells. Um, so let's talk about the children first, because if I can't show you the pictures on the podcast, at least I can describe it. The first baby, which was deemed as baby boy one, was between 30 and 32 weeks. Now to tell you how old that baby is, it's 40 weeks before a baby is born. My daughter was 29 weeks and she survived. So one of the doctors, 
a doctor named Kendra Kolb, who's an OBGYN, said, quote, the baby boy one appears to have been delivered mostly intact without evidence of dismemberment. And as such, it is difficult to say how his life ended. Another medical pro professional said, quote, there appears, oh, so that, I'm sorry, that's baby boy one. So there's not a lot to it. The, the boy is, could have survived outside of the womb, would have needed some medical attention. And if you look at the picture, the boy has full features, toes, fingers, belly, everything, a face. Then there's baby girl one. The medical professional says there appears to be an incision at the base of the skull and the head has been decompressed by removing the brain. So basically they sucked out the brains. This is consistent with an intact DNA or DNX. If the baby was alive at the start of the procedure, it would have been considered a partial birth abortion and would be illegal. Um, Kolb also had comments about this one. She said the baby was between 28 and 30 weeks, which means the baby is technically viable. And she noted, quote, evidence of deep lacerations to the posterior of the neck, which presumably, presumably correlates to the method of abortion used to end her life. This one is probably, this was the first picture I saw. It was the most disturbing. Baby... Girl number two, the medical professional says, quote, she has been dismembered. Her head has been crushed or possibly decompressed using suction inserted through an incision in her skull. Her skin is macerated and her tissue appears gray, consistent with death prior to abortion. She appears completely normal and was aborted using the dilation and evacuation technique, also known as dismemberment abortion. Kolb said that this baby was between 26 and 28 weeks, which means with a little medical with a little medical support, this baby probably would have been just fine, especially if she's a girl. Now remember I, I, I did have a, a preemie 29 weeks. Essentially girls live outside the womb better than boys because their lungs are developed better. But she this little girl maybe needed two weeks. It goes beyond the law. So this baby should not have been aborted. Uh, Kolb said, quote, She has evidence of both dismemberment of her upper body extremity, decapitation, and organ evisceration as a, the result of this unimaginably brutal procedure. And the pictures on that one are not for the squeamish. It, it, is, it is truly disturbing. Uh, as as if the other two aren't. This one is just, oh my God. And then there's a baby uh, whose sex couldn't be determined. They just call this one Baby X. The reason this baby's sex couldn't be determined is because the baby was still within the, um, uh, is still within the sack. The, uh, uh, what's it called, sack. So they believe this baby was actually born. This baby was second or early third trimester. Um, it appears that it, ambiotic sac, that's what they call it. Uh, it appears the baby was born alive and just let left to die. The medical professional said, 
an induction method would have been used for this abortion unless the baby was injected with a drug designed to kill prior to the abortion he or she may very well have been born alive and then left to die without rupturing the embryonic sac it would not have been possible to cut the cord to cause fetal death before the abortion Kolb concluded after looking at all these pictures she said this it is important to note that all these babies appear to be viable gestational age which means that they have been delivered alive at their current development stage they would have had a very good chance of survival outside the womb with appropriate support it is also important to note that these babies are pain capable at this point in development and especially those whose lives were ended by a dilation and evacuation abortion would be expected to experience excruciating excruciating pain during the barbaric procedure the neonatalist added that it is quote beyond horrific and devastating for me as a neonatalist to see these images as these babies are representative of the very same patient population i care for to to then see these discarded aborted babies and even try to imagine what they went through during these horrific abortion procedures is infuriating and devastating beyond words so here's the story um the ladies recovered these babies and there were a lot of them there were 115 of them 114 of them these four were important because these four were viable and chances are laws were broken by having these abortions the police were called they came and they looked at the aborted fetuses and what they said is it looks all it looks fine they look like they're complete these are police officers they're not doctors how would they know that these were legal abortions? I'll get into that second. Wait till you hear the ladies when they speak. And they said they would be back later that day to collect the to collect the fetuses. They didn't come back till the next day in the afternoon. And with them came the FBI, and the FBI arrested the women who collected the fetuses. The fetuses were taken away. The uh, medical examiner said he would not do any autopsies, which is weird. Everything here is weird. And that the, the fetuses would be incinerated. Now the, um, the medical examiner said, well, we're not going to incinerate them. or what? Uh, this stuff is just freaking incredible. The president of uh, and founder of uh, the group that found him, Teresa uh, Bukovic, I'm going to butcher her name, but Teresa Bukovinek said, We are aware that the Metropolitan Police Department, that's the Washington, D.C. Police Department, has sta- stated that they do not believe a crime has been committed against these babies under D.C. law. However, the laws in question are federal law enforcement enforced by the Justice Department. Yeah, here's the thing. The Department of Justice is run by people who love this stuff, love abortion. They support abortion. Hell, they even are encouraging abortion. Do you think the 
Department of Justice is going to do any type of investigation on this? If that doesn't enrage you enough, um, here is the assistant police chief of the Washington Police Department, Washington, D.C. Police Department, or what they call the Metropolitan Police Department, Sean Benedict, and he's describing the situation. Listen. Um, in regards to the uh, house that was found with numerous fetuses today, can you confirm if that is the home of Lauren Handys? And do you have any idea on how uh, those fetuses got there? And if you all have been working with other authorities across the country? Sure. So there's there's a couple of there's two different things going on here. Miss um, Handy has uh, been indicted on a federal investigation uh, led by the FBI that MPD was not a part of. Um, so that's number one. The, the second piece is that we were led to that uh, house that you mentioned. Uh, we did recover items that were, these are preliminary results. OCME uh, looked at, took a look at those items. They are have been confirmed as fetuses. Um, what we're seeing now is they those fetuses were aborted in accordance with DC law. So we are not investigating this incident along those lines. Doesn't speak anything criminal in nature right now about that, except for how they got into this house. And so we'll continue to look at that working with authorities in other states with how they got here to the D.C. area? This is very early on, and I think the FBI's case may touch on interstate, but at this point, we're, we're about a day into this. I forgot to mention Lauren Handy. She's the one who found the fetuses and took them back to her home. I just want to point something out. It's not, it's not, the, the, the questioning of the reporter is not about the fetuses or was anything done illegally to the fetuses. He volunteered that information. It's, what are you doing to her? Are you, and of course, the police officer, the, the uh, assistant police chief completely acknowledged that it was her. It was her they were investigating, not, not the abortionists. And not whether these... Uh, fetuses were aborted. Now, Lauren Handy, as far as I'm concerned, she's a hero. She didn't bomb an abortion clinic, which I'm against. She didn't kill abortion, an abortion doctor, which I'm against. She recovered the bodies of dead babies that were killed, probably killed illegally, and thrown in a box like trash. I don't think she's going to plead to this either. I think she's going to fight this. And she's going to want to make this go public. And she's going to want to do this, make sure everyone sees what's going on. Everyone sees these babies. But just like the Kermit Gosnell trial, media won't cover it. Media's not covering it now. And this is huge news. Now, I'm going to cuss a little bit. But this asshole chief, chief of police... Describe the dead babies. I don't know if you caught this as items. Can you think of anything more inhuman than that? What is wrong with these people? And how does he? How does the Washington D.C. police know whether an aborted fetus is in accordance with Washington D.C. law? Isn't that up to a medical examiner? Are the police doctors? Looking at the pictures, real doctors can't even tell the sex of one of the babies. The police know better than doctors? And it isn't 
it isn't the job isn't it the job of the medical exact examiner to come to some sort of collusion uh, conclusion isn't it for him to say yeah we should probably look at these be or was it because the government at Washington DC which is a far left wing government doesn't want people to see this doesn't want the medical examiner to do this and the medical examiner was told to stand down now today um the ladies for the progressive anti-abortion uprising which is the radical anti-abortion group <coughs> that did this uh went on went on a press conference that was covered by of course nobody and there was Lauren Handy. She was out on bail. They decided to cover some of the... They decided to talk about this. Now, here is the president of the group describing the discovery of the dead babies that were just thrown into a box. Listen. In the presence of a Catholic deacon, Lauren cut open the box and the red plastic bag inside. We then proceeded to unpack the remains of 110 mostly first trimester aborted children. At the bottom of the box was a clear plastic bag with five more containers, one much bigger than the remaining four. Lauren reached into the largest bucket and removed the remains of a beautiful, intact, and nearly full-term baby boy whom we named Christopher X. I think I can speak for both Lauren and I when I say this was the most devastating and soul-crushing experience of our lives. Not even years of anti-abortion advocacy could have prepared us for that moment. And it's a moment that will live on for us for all of time. We continued to open the larger containers and discovered four more babies with a range of injuries, including fully intact girl we named Harriet, who had one eye open, an incision in the back of her, her neck her brain suctioned out, and her skull crushed. Two other late-term babies named Angel and Holly were severely dismembered. And the final baby, Phoenix, was whole and still inside the amniotic sac. I don't even know what to add here. 114 dead babies thrown into a box. And, you know, I find it amazing that on TikTok, you listen to people scream about being trauma, traumatized in this country over pronouns, the pronouns being wrong. This, what these ladies went through, that's real trauma. And you could see it in their faces. I also want to point out, all we keep hearing about is Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Why can't we focus in on this country? I'm not saying what's happening in Ukraine is a great thing. It's not. It's a terrible thing. But we've committed over 60 million abortions since Roe versus Wade. 60 million. We've got 114 dead children right in a box that they found. How can we... Why are we ignoring this? I mean... We're sending Ukraine money because uh, to protect their borders. We don't protect our borders here. We're sending them arms so that uh, because the because the Ukrainians are being killed, our own children are being killed here. 
Okay. In this clip, uh, the three discuss why they think the abortions were illegal. I just gave you descriptions of this. You probably already know where I stand on this, but it, it's far more powerful coming from them. Live action captured undercover footage of abortionist Cesare Santangelo, the sole abortionist on staff for decades at Washington Sergi, admitting that he does not use feticide. Because of this admission and the advanced gestational ages of these babies and their intact condition, the likelihood that some were born alive is undeniable. Additionally, the injuries sustained by Harriet strongly imply she was the victim of a partial birth abortion. Listen, I don't doubt the evil of a doctor who kills babies. Abortion is an evil act. And I don't doubt the doctor with that, who who's, has such little conscience as to kill a baby would have no would have little conscience enough to kill a baby no matter what just to get the job done. Partial birth abortions, and we know just by looking at the, just by looking at the pictures, that probably three of them were partial birth abortions, more than likely. So, I don't know. And then they decide to talk about their interaction with the police. This could not make the police very happy. Listen to this. On March 29th, Lauren and I coordinated with attorneys to alert the D.C. homicide unit of the location of the five larger babies and request an investigation into their deaths. Arrangements were made for the babies to be picked up that evening, but police didn't arrive until the afternoon of the 30th, just hours after Lauren was taken into custody by the FBI in connection with a rescue two years prior. Today I stand in solidarity with Lauren and the eight other defendants who are facing harsh incarceration penalties under the FACE Act for simply protecting the victims of violent oppression at Santangelo's clinic. And while these heroes are being unjustly prosecuted, Santangelo continues to kill babies and exploit their parents for profit as he has done for decades. This must end. We are demanding that the D.C. police conduct a full investigation into the deaths of these babies, including thorough autopsies. We demand that the U.S. Department of Justice prosecute Santangelo for violations of the Born Alive Infant Protection Act and the Partial Birth Abortion Act. And we're demanding it now. Not only did the police not investigate, not only are they not going to have autopsies, they didn't even bother to come to get the bodies until they had arrest warrants for the women. Question, what's the point of creating laws if they're going to be ignored by law enforcement? These women are heroes, and they should be in front page news right now. As a society, we can't survive as a civilization when we see babies discarded like trash and think nothing of them. I, I see, I've seen enough pictures of aborted fetuses to know that, aborted babies, let's call it what it is, to know that I'm disgusted by the whole thing. And all these broads that are sitting there screaming their abortions and crap like that, they disgust me. And what disgusts me more 
is that they're the ones that are going to be running things in the future. And by the way, these are the same people. All these screaming their abortions, they're teaching your kids now. Absolutely, absolutely disgusting. This is such a big story that I am going to release a, a, a video about it simply because I think we can't skip it. I think people need to see this. I know that a lot of news stations aren't playing this because they don't want to show these pictures. But the reality is people need to see these pictures. They need to see that abortion is not like getting a wart removed. It's disgusting. It's violent. It's painful. Hell, I'll go so far, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Well, obviously it's dangerous for the baby. But it's dangerous for the mother, too. Okay. So, you want to see everything, you can go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and take a look at all the links and all of the pictures and videos that I have. Uh, and I will tell you when I post that video. I'm going to work on it uh, tonight. So, enjoy it. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>